All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Lure Lab. As always, I am your host, the Captain Andrew Full. And uh, today's episode is going to be a really fun one. Um, something I'm extremely passionate about, and that is drop shot fishing for smallmouth. Being a guide on the Great Lakes, um, it's one of the most pivotal tools in our boat to put in giant smallmouth on the deck, not just for us as anglers, but also for our clients. And I reached out to a friend over in Minnesota, Trevor Lowe, and he is also a guide on Mill Lake and does a lot of stuff with Omnia. And I figured we would get him on here and we're going to talk about our top three spring smallmouth drop shot baits. And I couldn't be ever more excited to talk about this one. The last week guiding for me, the drop shot has been huge over here on Lake Erie and it normally isn't that way. For me this early on in the may when the water temp is below 50 degrees but and i can't wait to share what baits we've been using but first and forward let's get trevor on here and see what's going on hey trevor how are you man it's been a long time good good how you doing yeah good, good. i think the first time we had you on serious angler was just an episode with uh you and i so that was fun and yeah it was uh, now, hopefully, you'll be a mainstay going forward with like all the changes <laughs> and stuff that Omnia sure. has coming. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. No, it's uh, it's always good to jump on with you guys and talk fishing. You know, all of us English, we can talk fishing all the time. So, especially drop shotting for smallmouth. <laughs> yeah, anything smallmouth. <laughs> yeah, that is a fair point. So, I mean, um, to get us started, right? So the way we'll do this is I'm going to have you present your bait first, and then I'll talk about mine. Sure. And we're going to go one, two, or three. And do you want to start with your third favorite and go to first, or do you want to do your first favorite and work to third? Yeah, I guess uh, we'll. I'll start third, third, okay. and work my my way back to the favorite one. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so um, would be so we talked a little bit offline, but for everybody who is tuning in, I think the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about the bait and your rigging options with the bait, and then at the end we're going to go over our general drop shot setup. So, bait number three for Trevor to start here. Bait number three uh, has to be a robo worm. Um, absolutely love robo worms. Uh, just their their standard, you know, drop shot worm. Uh, this this is Aaron's magic. And then this one is morning dawn. And uh, these are, they're super, they're super awesome. You know, just that standard straight tail, a uh, lot of action in the water. Um, they, they, they stick up, you know, nice and uh, horizontally in that water column. And generally, you know, I'm just you know, casting them around boulders. And that's kind of, that's going to be, uh, I guess, uh, a common theme with smallmouth fishing, whether you're targeting, you know, throwing at specific targets and that sort of stuff. But um, generally I have it, uh, on a Hayabusa DSR-132. This is a size two. Um, I like a size two. It's, it's smaller. It'll, it'll pin the fish and they can't really spit it as much. Um, but you know, you can, you can go with a, a size one hook to, to make it a little bit larger if you want. Um, those, those, these two, uh, robo worms happen to be, uh, the six inch. So I know we're talking smallmouth. Uh, they do have, I think it's like a four and a half inch as well, uh, that they offer. And that's, that's a little bit more of a smallmouth size but i mean don't get me wrong they'll eat the six inch no problem and then uh you know it also doubles as a largemouth bait sometimes too so yeah for sure so when you're fishing that robo worm are you just dead sticking it or do you give it a little bit of a wiggle on a slack line yeah 
Yeah, I do a little wiggle on the slack line. Um, you know, it kind of depends on the bait. Uh, sometimes you use drop shot baits that'll float. And so you can just kind of let the the motion of the the waves and everything kind of work the lure and just let that thing go. Um, or if you're drop shotting in some sort of current, that's the same deal with that. You can just let the current do the work. Um, uh, with with these, you know, like I said, it's it doubles as a largemouth bait for me. So generally I'm throwing this on like a 7-1 medium action spinning rod. Um uh, paired that with like a size 3000 spinning reel and it's usually 10 pound braid to like an eight pound fluorocarbon leader. That's, that's usually my jam. Fantastic. So my third bait that I'm going to talk about and right now on Lake Erie, on my side, fish are heavily on like a bait fish pattern. So you're, you're going to see three bait fish pattern colors in baits for me. But the first one is going to be the CJ Smasher, the three inch bait that the Johnson brothers collabed with Spro and came out with. This color is a nasty shad. Anything that's super translucent has some chartreuse and yellow flake in it and a, like a purple highlight on the top. This is big for me when they're really feeding on smaller shad. And the hook I'm going to use is an Ichikawa CT5 size 2. This has become my favorite drop shot hook. Um, It sticks fish really, really well. And I really like this too because it tends to stay very horizontal in the water and you can dead stick it, just give it the slightest action on a slack line and smallmouth will come far away on my bank alive and see it and come over and inspect it and hopefully most of the time grab it but you know how finicky they can be and then uh setup i'm using a seven foot two spinning rod in medium action and i'm using eight pound braid to a six or eight pound fluorocarbon with a three eighth to a half ounce drop shot leader and usually like 18 to 24 inch liter from hook to weight because of the fact that a lot right now my smallmouth are feeding up on Alawide mm-hmm. shiners. So I want something that's above their head and making them come up to eat to naturally present that bait to what they're looking at in the water column. Yeah, I think I think that's uh something that's not talked about enough. It's that uh the length of your leader, just so that you know, smallmouth are sight feeders. Um, you know, they're not always looking down, and that's that's definitely something that uh you know you should key in on when uh when you're throwing a drop shot uh especially if it's around cover you know sometimes especially on the lax you know early season you get that like algae slime on the uh on the rocks and that sort of stuff so you know if your drop shot leader is too uh too short you know that bait gets kind of bogged down in that stuff so having it up a little bit higher sometimes gets you more bites but absolutely and, and it all depends on the day too like if it's cloudy i'll actually go to like a 12 inch leader just because their vision, as you said, right they're, They can't see quite as far because it's not bright. So I want to mm-hmm. try to get it down to them at a lower level. So it looks like an easier meal and they're, e- and they're able to track and find that bait easier. But when it's sunny, like if I can get away with a three foot leader and that's what they want, yeah. I will because they're feeding up anyways. A lot of times those bait fish schools are 10 to 20 feet above their head and they're coming up off the bottom to eat it. So it's mm-hmm. just paying attention to the conditions and what the fish are feeding on. Sure. Absolutely. Huge drop shot. So let's move into it, right? Like we're kind of going to fly through this because drop shot yeah, absolutely. is relatively s- simple deal to talk about, but it's more complex on the way you fish it. But I'm always intrigued on nose hooking and thread hooking. So what is your bait mm-hmm. number two, Trevor? 
Day number two, uh, a tried and true. This is the flatworm. Obviously, everybody knows this thing kind of took the world by storm when it came out. And, you know, people were uh, buying and reselling them for $30 a bag. (laughs) It was was ridiculous during COVID. You could, you, in order to buy a pack of brownback flatworms, they were like $48 a bag on eBay. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I bought 30 bags when they came in stock. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I generally keep it pretty, uh, pretty standard on the colors. Uh, Green pumpkin's a great color for me. Uh, this one is just a different iteration of it. Uh, this is Green Pumpkin Party. So it's got a little bit of purple, got a little bit of uh, spice in there as well. And then uh, the other one would just be uh, Natural Shad. You know, it's it's a great, like, goby imitator, uh, just bait fish, minnow imitator. So, uh, you know, generally, uh, nose hooking that as well. But another way that you can do it um, is with a, uh, a one-aught uh, straight shank, like a flipping hook. Um, and so... Generally, you know, if I'm using that, it's it's going to be on like a medium action rod, just a little bit more backbone to it. Um, with the flatworm, uh, I have found that, you know, I can uh, texapose it with like a size 2-aught uh, EWG. Um, I found that to be pretty successful, especially up where you guys are at. And I was fishing up on Oneida. You get a little bit of grass up there and the smallmouth get up into that grass a little bit. So, you know, having a texaposed uh, flatworm and kind of, working it back to you rather than just dead sticking it at targets, uh, you know, got me a couple bites when I was up there, but you know, with Malax, it's primarily boulders out there. Uh, there are some reefs that have uh, a little bit of grass on it. So that's a, that's a definitely a player when you get into those reefs that have grass in there. So uh, let but, me ask you this one, when you nose hook the flatworm, right? Are you one that goes through it and out like the hook above it? Or do you like, kind of weed it half through the nose so the bait is just laying so the hook is kind of inside the bait and not sticking out if if you know what i mean or do you want me to like yeah and present it no i i generally i i have that whole hook exposed um and you know some guys will you know they kind of go in the nose per se and then out the top i i like to go like if you're thinking about it under the chin just get it right under the chin, go right through the top. So that's that's generally how I do it. Um, I think it gives it a little bit more, uh, the gives the bait a little bit more freedom to pivot around on that hook point or on that hook shank rather than, you know, kind of threading it through the nose and out the top. So that's the way I usually do it. The only thing that drives me nuts about a flatworm is how much it sinks. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. tested it, but it is not. Like, yeah. When it comes to drop shot fishing, I always want my bait to somewhat stay horizontal so i've actually messed around with the hooks on it and stuff to try to make that bait stay more flat and it is a yeah. complicated one to do with the flatworm and the best way i found is just to slowly always kind of shake it on like a slack line to try to make it mm-hmm. stay up and otherwise if it just falls flat and it, you dead stick it they come over and look at it, but i feel like you miss so many fish on a dead stick with a flat yeah We've, uh, we've been talking at Omni a little bit about, you know, going into little tackle hacks. Um, I don't know if you want to, you want to go into this yet, or do you want us to kind of wait towards the end? Um, I mean, if you want to divulge it now, you can, that's no big deal. Sure. Let's run the flatworm and go right ahead. Yeah. I think, you know, since we're on that topic of the flatworm and, you know, how it has a tendency to sink, uh, one sneaky little deal that, you know, I've learned to do up here to help make it a little bit more buoyant is uh, if you have that flatworm, um, you can take a toothpick and you stick it into the tail 
and then you snip off the end of that toothpick and it's adding wood and buoyancy into that flatworm. So that tail has a little bit more, uh, yeah, has, it's more inclined to, to stick up and it's not going to sink on you as much as it would if there was no toothpick inside of it. And here I am thinking you're going like hypodermic needle and like in <laughs> shooting it and like holding it on the boat and in three footers on the lax and trying to like inflate it with a little bit of air in the bulbous tail. Nope. Oh, that's a great tip. I like the toothpick idea. I'm going to have to try that yeah. out. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. It's yeah. There's no perfect science to it. Um, you know, it's not going to just like, all of a sudden float your bait, but it's definitely going to help with that uh, sinking action per se, uh, you know, kind of prevent it from nose diving as fast as it usually does. Yeah. So like we've come out with like my buddy Jeff here, and I'm sure you've heard us talk about him a little bit, but uh, we've, we've tried to figure out ways to like how to save flatworms during the time of mm-hmm. the COVID crisis and the flatworm craze where you can buy them. And one of the ways that we came up with was actually, screwing in like a screw lock into the nose sure. pushing it in and then threading your hook through so that when the small mouth would shake it it wouldn't tear through the flatworm right stay on just a little bit longer and yeah it's one way to conserve baits it was fantastic during that time when bags are 40 bucks a piece on eBay and you couldn't <laughs> find them and then when they came into stock everybody had email notifications and they were gone in 32 seconds mm-hmm. so no, yeah that's, absolutely that's a great hack. Thanks for that. Um, so mm-hmm. my bait number two, and this one has become very near and dear to my heart here this spring. We have got, what, five over six pounds of my boat on guide trips already. And that is a baby Z2. And as you're talking about nose hooking and everything, this is a bait that I would never nose hook just because mm-hmm. it's a little bit larger of a profile drop shot bait. So what I've been doing is taking an owner cover shot in size two or yep. one. Uh, this is actually my last one. I just placed an order at Omnia today to have a bunch of cover shot size two hooks come in. But the way you're going to rig this bait is you always kind of measure up, if you can see it here on the camera, where the hook wind's going to come out. And what I'll do is I will actually take my hook and pull off that Elastec so you break it or the Z2 or whatever they use. And when you thread it, you can pull it through, find that hole that you created. And then when you pull your hook through, it'll come through like this and your bait's standing perfectly. And at the end, you just kind of snap it when your line's there and you will have a perfectly threaded Baby Z2 on a threaded cover shot hook. And this allows that bait to stand perfectly horizontal in the water and you get a ton of bites just dead sticking it. Mm-hmm. I, I love this thing so far this spring. Yeah, that 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 Z two is legit. Um, you know, I I know we're talking drop shots, but I mean it's a killer in terms of like early springtime shallow water when they're pushing up and man, you can just wail on them on that Z two and and you can catch a hundred fish on one of them. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. Like it was funny. Um, I'm like calling people around trying to find bags because they're really hard to find, and I. And I know, like, unfortunately, Omni is sold out of all, like, my favorite colors. I ran over to a store that's real close to my house just to see. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they have 12 packs. So I bought every one of them off the rack today. <laughs> yeah. But I went over a course of three days. I used two baits and put probably 120 smallmouth in the boat on those two baits. And I'm like, yeah. they're completely shredded now, and I need new ones. But, like, these Zero Z2s... Um, they're incredible for longevity and they also catch really big smallmouth. 
So, yeah. and I'm going to save my bait hack on that for the end because it's a really neat deal. The one thing that I will expose now, though, a lot of times I wasn't the biggest fan of it when it first came out because I know it's like odorless. It doesn't omit any scent. But what I think it does is it makes like a slick in the water. And I've been soaking all of my packs as mm. you in bait fuel for like 36 hours before I even pull them out of the package. And when you get home, Trevor, and if you decide when you're home and you decide to do that, you will notice that with that Elaztec technology, that actually the bait fuel will actually absorb into it. And then it will come out the side. And when you grab it after like 48 hours, you'll have like little bubbles all over the side of your bait. Mm. And when it hits the water, those bubbles will just slowly wear off. And I think that's creating like this enormous scent trail or slick water allowing the smallmouth to track over to it. It's really cool. Yeah, that Elastec plastic, I think, I think uh, you know, Strike King obviously makes the uh, the Z2, but I think they incorporate that Elastec into it. And, you know, the properties of that plastic is so unique, you know, how it melts against other plastics, but, mm-hmm. you know, it soaks up, um, you know, scents, especially like bait fuel, really, really well. Um, whereas, yeah, other plastics, you know, it just kind of, coats it rather than really gets absorbed into it so my next test with it is um have you ever heard i don't know if omnia carries it or not but the potsky fire gel like the little cylinders so i've heard Mm -hmm. of people actually taking like a teaspoon of it and putting it in like the microwave and melting it down and they have a shad scent that i really like and i usually just dip my jig head in it but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna melt it down and when it liquefies i'm actually gonna see if i can pour it into my baits to see how they absorb it and see if that works even better than bait fuel so got a lot of experimentation coming up but i'm really excited to try that one as well yeah we just uh omnia just brought in a uh a new vendor uh called bambooey bear i don't know Mm -hmm. if you've heard of that it's like uh it's like a is that like literally a tube and a needle hypodermic needle yeah yeah, yeah that saw the video. Yeah, that thing is uh it's it's wild. I mean, that needle, you talk about like you're gonna stab somebody in the neck with it. <laughs> You'd have no resistance. <laughs> it would just go right in, you know. So uh Jeez. yeah, so that, I mean that's that's kind of cool. It's it's uh it's interesting to see the uh in a our incorporation of sense so much in, in the fishing industry now. So um yeah, it's it's interesting in the sense that um, you know, there's there's always new things being uh, brought into the industry, whether it's scent related or you know injection related. So um, everybody's trying to get the get the upper upper hand and the little extra edge on on their baits. So yeah, the cool. one interesting like because you know max scent technically isn't a scent; it's the way the bait is designed to disperse scent. And I think a lot of people get it confused and they think that it's actually the scent in the bait, but it's just the scent dispersion mm-hmm. of said bait. Yeah. It's just power bait. It's like, I'm yep. always like, oh man, they need to make max scent in a tube. Like they used to make like power bait in the tube. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a dummy because I always forget that max scent technically isn't a scent. It's still power. Right. Bait. It's just the max dispersion of the scent. So yeah, very, yeah, uh, you, you, you can you can definitely feel it with their plastics too. It's it's got a, a different texture to it. It's not you know your standard uh, plastic. So yeah. So what is your bait number one? Your holy Man. grail of bait. My holy grail. Um, so so this bait obviously is is known for other things besides drop shotting. Uh, but 
you know, it's for me, it's very hard to uh, say one is more versatile and catches more fish on a drop shot for me than just your standard Kitech. Um, this is the 2.8. I like the 2.8. It's a little bit smaller in profile. So it's for me, it's a little bit better on a drop shot, uh, especially with the swing impact fats. You know, they get a little thick in the body. So uh, those drop shot hooks have a hard time getting through them, especially if they're nose hooked. Um, but like I said, this bait is so versatile for me because a lot of the time, you know, when you're casting out there and, you know, you're working it back slowly, that that bait is going to, I mean, those Kitex, their tails kick like crazy, even on the slowest retrieves. Uh, the plastic is nice and soft, um, you know, so there's a lot of movement to them. And uh, like I said, generally, I, I rigged this one. So with with the nose being a little bit thicker, the body of the bait being a little bit thicker, I'm using a uh, wacky style hook. So I think that's the, oh, man, I think it's the Hayabusa Worm 962, I believe is the one it is. Uh, but generally, I like that one in the one-aught. Um, and it's your, just your wacky style hook. Um Knock on wood, I have not lost a fish on that hook. Um, you know, you maybe it's just, it a, just nose hooking it. So it's a little bit nose longer. Shank, it. So it's a longer shank hook where your nose hooking is a kite. Yep. And then so you're doing the old fashioned, not really talked about drop swim technique. So you're casting it out absolutely just, just slow rolling that baby across yep. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You can work it slow or you can uh you know drop swim it. And um, you know, so a couple ways I do it, like I said, the first one is with that uh, wacky hook, it's it's kind of like an octopus shaped hook, so it's a little bit rounder. It gives you a little bit more room for that uh, that the thick nose of that Kitek to really sit well on the hook shank. Um, and then the second way is obviously you know texaposing it, Texas rigging it, um, especially if I'm around grass. Um, you know, like I said, works works great for largemouth as well. But you know, when smallmouth get into that that grassy stuff, you know, this this is an absolute killer and. Um, Apart from the uh, swing impact, the easy shiner is also another good one because it's got that skinnier, uh, flatter profile to it. So, um, you know, it's that that Texas rigged EWG can come through it pretty good. And, and uh, you know, you can stick fish. And if you're using a medium action rod, you know, you don't really have to worry too much about playing them. Uh, you know, you've got a little bit more backbone and and you can drive that hook uh, when you're setting the hook. So absolutely love my my Kitex. Um, but, you know, setup is pretty standard it's just that 7-1 medium uh, size 3000 4000 reel depending on what you like uh but if you're around vegetation i will say that the key is to have a cylinder drop shot weight rather than you know your your standard ball or your your uh teardrop teardrop yeah yeah yep so it just comes through the vegetation a little bit better it doesn't get hung up and uh yeah, it's 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 a killer, man. I absolutely love it. Have you ever tried the Hazdong by Megabass? I haven't. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Next time you're up on yeah. the Lax, tie on a Hazdong. Okay. Put it on your favorite Hayabusa or Ichikawa CT5, yeah. the Hayabusa hook that you said, and do the same thing that you do with that Kitek. It's a much smaller profile. And I find sure. in the fall time here on Erie, when they're st- when they want to eat bait, but the bait is real small because it's a year of young bait fish, they will just mm-hmm. absolutely unload on a hazdong. But that, then, go ahead. That hazdong's got those big like bug eyes on it, doesn't big it? Bug eyes. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know if I have. Oh, I actually do have some right here. Make a special guest appearance with the hazdong. There you go. But, um, this is a really good one. It's what USA Gobi. 
It's got like oh, this yeah. big spooky oh, eye. There it is. When you nose hook it, you literally go right here through the eye. And this little tail moves so well on that drop swim technique. I just cast it out and just slowly crawl it across. Just creep the it back. Yeah. They go crazy for a little tiny, like 2.8 little, real yep. thin swim bait. Yeah, they love awesome. to fall for me. I'm sure it'd work great where you're at as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, smallmouth are notorious. They'll eat anything they want. (laughs) They're not too picky. So I'm going to dive into my number one drop shot bait, and it is a max scent bait. But because my fish are mostly feeding on shad, I'm not using a flat worm, for instance. But instead, I'm actually using the flat nose minnow. And you can nose hook this bait or thread it with like the owner cover shot size two or the ct5 whatever your favorite drop shot hook is but i always lean towards threading the flat nose middle because it is a four inch bait some really good colors mm-hmm. like the silver the silver hologram color brown back and natural shad are the three that i will always pick up when i need to but if they're keying on bay fish it's always natural shad for me and i feel like this is a bait that i can cast and slowly work back to the bait because it is a fluke tailed style bait or i can even drop on them right underneath the boat and because of that max scent dispersion you can get fish to turn around on mega live and have them come over or whatever your favorite forward facing mm-hmm. sonar is they'll swim over to that bait and check it out just because it's max scent and it helps you get a few more finicky bass in the boat in my opinion Sweet. and yeah i love that flat nose minnow only in the spring once we hit like june then i'm all flatworm until next spring yeah but yeah, like it's it's good stuff. So, you know, Trevor, it's awesome having another guide's perspective. And I like the fact that we each chose three entirely different baits, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it wasn't planned either. When it comes to smallmouth fishing or fishing in general, it's always about confidence. And that's um, that's why I wanted to have Trevor on here, because I wanted to see if we thought differently while we drop shot fish. Like, I absolutely love a robo worm, but I only use it for largemouth. And that's my personal mm-hmm. confidence bait for largemouth. And then a Kytec, to be honest, like I've never even thrown it on a drop shot. And I'm probably, and I probably should. If I'm fishing for smallmouth with a Kytec, it's with a ball head. And I'm slowly creeping that thing just above bottom, mm-hmm. swinging down on a tight line. So now you make, gave me something that I want to rig up and try tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, with the Kytex, you'd be surprised, you know, if you're casting at a fish, you know, they'll, they see that thing as it falls down on that pendulum, you know, and uh, they'll, it's it's swimming down. You know, that tail's kicking as it's going down and they'll just come up and pick it up on the fall, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a killer bait. Like I said, it's super versatile. You can and, uh, you know, especially sometimes in the spring, you know, if you're if you've got good uh, water visibility or clarity, you know, you're you can see 15 feet down or so you might be casting at a boulder uh that's you know in in 15 feet of water uh and you see a fish on there on your forward facing sonar or whatnot and you don't realize it's actually on a bed you know and so that bait fish imitation is it just gets them riled up i mean they'll they'll pick it up right away you know so yeah awesome and i just want to note too like i use all of the same drop shot setups when i'm casting but if i'm going to fish vertically up and down in like 30 plus foot of water on erie i will 
shorten up my rod to a 610 medium light just so I can mm-hmm. get it quicker, have more control right in front of the trolling motor. But all 3,000 or 4,000 size reels, because as you increase the reel size, and this is something that I feel like should be talked about more, you get smoother drag with oh, yeah. your reel sizes. And you're able to fish actually a lot lighter leader because that drag is so much more smooth. So you have more control over the fish and you don't break as many fish off. And with smallmouth, they love to race to the surface, bigger reel, more real size circumference so you can actually gain on them a lot quicker as well so yeah that's uh that's i'm glad you uh you mentioned that i didn't i didn't go into the uh setup that i use for uh the flatworm but um generally if i'm throwing a flatworm it's around you know it's it's a lot of vertical um vertical dropping right on their nose and i I do like that 610 medium light because you know if if you're if you're you know, right off the edge of the uh, end of the boat, the front of the boat, and you lift up, you know, I like to have a lot of bend in my rod so that it absorbs that, that hook set and, uh, and those initial surges, you know, if, if I'm casting out my drop shot a little bit, way, uh, a little bit out further, you know, I can get away with a, a seven, one medium or something mm-hmm. like that. So I really do like that, uh, medium light action for uh, vertical fishing. Absolutely. So, Trevor, before we end the show, we talked about offline. We do have a customization question by Do It Molds. And, you know, they, I know Omnia sells Do It Mold stuff, I do believe, correct? So, like, yep. Do It Molds, you can pour your own drop shot baits, pour your own drop shot weights if you wanted, and customize everything through and through. So, the question, the final question of the show, Trevor, is Is there a modification that you do to any of these drop shot baits to help you increase your hookup and land ratio or just maybe get a few extra bites besides the toothpick and a flatworm because that was yeah um you know honestly there there isn't a whole lot i think the only uh modification or the tackle hack i will say is you know you know we talked about a kai tech and how generally speaking you're throwing it on a ball head and you're crawling it on the bottom um, what I love about that versatility and using it as a drop shot bait is, you know, once you tear that head up, you can use it as a drop shot bait yeah. if you're nose hooking it, because, um, you know, the inside core of that bait might be a little torn up, but the, the top and the bottom of that, that nose is still perfectly, uh, usable, um, for drop shotting. So, uh, just a way to, you know, increase the, the life of, a of a Kai tech. Um, so after you're done throwing it on a, on a ball head, if it's still, if it still has a tail, you know, save it and you can throw it on a drop shot. I like that tip a lot. So my tip, once again, unplanned, completely different than yours. And the one thing that I have found, especially on a bait fish pattern, like with a Z2 bait or anything that's clear, or it's got a thick enough body to do it is to take your spike it marker with the chartreuse and put a chartreuse lateral line on it and make sure it's not only adding a garlic scent, which, I personally think bass love garlic, but it also gives a different contrast to that bait for them to give them something to eye on to really hone in and target and get that bait whole. And uh, that's something I've played around with here this spring a lot. And when I'm getting short strikes, I put that lateral line on there, just a tiny one. I find that they actually start getting the face of the bait and the hook deeper in their Hmm. mouth for whatever reason it works. So that is my do it molds tip of the week. So I know I don't get to say that very much. So it was kind of cool to throw my own tip out there. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. No, I, I love that. You know, and you know, anything chartreuse, you know, I feel like smallmouth, they hate it. 
So they just, they hit it with a fury of a thousand suns. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. It's like the other day I had a guide trip and this is completely off topic before we wrap up the show here, but I've never thrown pink on a jerk bait for smallmouth. I've caught them on an all pink spinner bait. Cause I had a friend who used to make all pink spinner baits, like bubble gum, bubble gum. I, I've caught smallmouth doing that. And I'm like, I'm going to try a pink jerk bait because these fish are coming unglued on a jerk bait. And they, mm-hmm. what, it, it was like five to one more bites because it was ginger sure. No, um, no wind. And it was a cotton Wagasaki color by mega bass. And they just, that's awesome. Hinged on. I'm like, this is dumb. Like I quit bass fishing. Like yep. eat pink. Like this is the silliest thing yeah. ever, but they're small mouth. They are aggressive little creatures. And if it looks funky to them, they will eat it. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, yeah, yeah, exactly to your point. They're so aggressive and they just don't know any better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. That's why we love them. So, Trevor, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for taking the half hour here, hopping on in extremely short notice. I thank you absolutely for it. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking here in the coming days, but I'm going to let you get out of here, go hang out with the family, cool. and we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Right, man. Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll talk yep. later. All right. Bye now. Take care. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed this springtime smallmouth drop shot episode here on the lab. It was really cool getting Trevor on here. Lives over there in Minnesota, fishes Millax, guides there, works with Omnia. And it was really cool to see how different our perspective was for drop shot baits to catch giant smallmouth on our home bodies of water. So if you enjoyed this episode, please hit that like button down below if you're on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button if you want to see more fishing content related podcast-wise, talking about techniques and baits and tips and tricks to get more bass in the boat on the deck or your kayak. This is the place you want to be, so hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a review. allows us to be seen to more bass heads like you and I. And until next week's episode, we will see you then. Thank you.